Well, good morning. You know, worry. We don't really like to talk about it, but we all do it, don't we? What worries consume you? If, if I'm safe to assume, all of us at some level have worries that consume our hearts and our minds over and over and over again. You know, all, all throughout my journey in my relationship with Jesus and in my journey in life, there have been many occasions when worries just consumed me. Maybe when it was younger, it was about what crowd I fit in. Or as I got older in college, about can I pass that test I never studied for. Or maybe as I got a little bit older, things got more serious. You know, worries about, boy, will I have enough money just to get food on the table for my family this week? Or is the health of my family going to be okay? Are we going to get the good news? Or is that phone call going to wreck my world? Or maybe it's just my family's spiritual walk in a world of so many competing voices that through all the voices that are out there that they will see Jesus and choose Jesus. I don't know about you, but so many times in so many periods of my life, I've just allowed worry to get the best of me. And what worry tends to do is it, as it consumes us and controls us and dwells within us, worry transfers into anxiety and a focus that we just can't look beyond the matter at hand. <clears throat> you know, the top things that people tend to worry about center around money, you know, taking care of our needs or what we think our needs are, or about the future. I mean, what is going to happen with this world in five, ten years from now? Or maybe it's our relationships or the relationships we hope to have, or maybe it's our health. And one of those four areas probably consume us with worry. And we have a tendency to worry so much about our life that we try to alleviate our worries of tomorrow by chasing the better life today. You know, we try to control it. I don't know about you, but Bill's a control freak. And I try so hard to control the moments of today or control my outcomes because I believe I can control what may happen tomorrow. And it's just not true. And worries be, tend to become our focus. And they tend to just steal away our joy and our life direction. And before you know it, if worry consumes you to the point of anxiety and brokenness and fear, you're so focused on what tomorrow might be that you miss what God might be doing today and what he might be doing all around you. You know, because what we worry about ultimately becomes what motivates us every day. When my worry becomes so consuming in my heart and my life, I try to control it so much that it won't come to be tomorrow, that it focuses everything I do today. Have you been there? Have you ever had days like that, you, that you just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring? And sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes what we worry about is things we fabricated in our own mind. You know, things that it might not actually happen, but we made ourselves believe that that's going to be the outcome. And that's what's going to transpire. You know, when talking about worry, Jesus said this, and as we continue on our journey through the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 32, Jesus says this, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. 
They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And then listen to Jesus' words right here. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single day or a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See, the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. You know, Jesus is cutting right to our hearts, isn't he? Why are you so consumed with worrying about tomorrow or how you will take care of yourself with all the demands of this world tomorrow? Don't you know you're more valuable than everything else in this world? He knows you need them. And he'll take care of you. You see, the point that Jesus is getting at here is worry erodes our faith. That's what happens when we allow our lives to get so consumed with worry, it just erodes our faith. And if you've ever seen erosion happen in the earth, uh, the earth environment, you know that erosion does not happen overnight. It generally does not just all of a sudden tomorrow like, whoa, where did that land go? How'd that cliff just fall across? No, how's erosion work? Slowly, over time, the land just kind of erodes away, moves away, to the point to where you never even knew it was happening. And all of a sudden, bam, it's gone. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to highlight here. It happens so slowly. And oftentimes it goes unnoticed, just like with our faith. And that's what worry does. It slowly erodes our faith away to where we once trusted God. God, you've got this. God, you are there. I believe in you. I'm walking with you. I'm not afraid of anything. All of a sudden, we're so fearful of every, every step we take. Every time we wake up, we, we worry about what will this day bring. We worry about things that we think can add to our life. Yet Jesus says, can any of you add a single hour to your life by worrying? You know what worry does? When we're so full of worry, it causes us to see things as more hopeless than hopeful. We think the world is falling down and collapsing on us. We're trying to find ways to fix it. We think we have control of it. But you know what faith is? Faith is the ability to see hope within the storm. To see no matter what is going on around me, God's got this. And God's got you. Trusting God to walk us through no matter what life may throw at us. And Jesus is showing here that worry is in complete opposition to our faith. It destroys our faith. You know the word worry that Jesus uses here is so significant and and so profound. The NIV translation that we're using in our our readings today, it uses the, the phrase, do not worry. And that's a great phrase and it's okay in this translation, but it doesn't let us really see the intensity of what Jesus is getting here to better understand his heart behind it. 
Because the heart behind the word he's here, showing here is anxiety, a heart that is full of anxious thoughts. You see, the Greek word here that Jesus uses is marry now, which is translated to be, have full of anxiety in our heart, to be apprehensive, to be so full of anxiety, to be excessively and sometimes unwarrantedly concerned about something. And that's what Jesus is highlighting here. You're so consumed with anxiety about something that may not even happen. Something that may not even come to fruition. And Jesus is highlighting a constant mental distress and agitation from our very concerns. What will tomorrow bring? And we get so filled with an anxiety for something that we're anticipating to happen that we miss what God might be doing in the moment. And Jesus says, look at this. When he writes in those words, look at the birds of the air and the animals on the ground and all the flowers that that are through all the fields. Don't you see how I take care of them? And don't you think you're more valuable than them? The point here is that Jesus is saying, just as God provides for the least valuable in all creation, how much more will he care for you? Which, by the way, you are tremendously valuable in his creation. You matter to him. And Jesus, Jesus is saying, you are valuable. You are loved more than everything else in creation. And so just as I take care of all that, I will take care of you. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Because guess what? All the birds of the air and the flowers in the fields, they have to deal with storms too. What do you think happens to them when the storms come through? You see them tomorrow, don't you? I take care of them. And so you better believe I will take care of you. You are valuable. You are loved. And Jesus says the phrase that I keep repeating that we cannot overlook. Can any of us add a single day or hour to our life by worrying? I mean, think about it. What can you really add to your life by constantly being full of anxiety or concern about what tomorrow might bring? It doesn't help in anything. I mean, don't get me wrong. We need to be wise about the future. Jesus is not saying, okay, don't worry about the future and the fact of don't plan for the future. Don't plan to be ahead. Don't think about how you can best prepare for what may come tomorrow. That's not what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying we're going to this ultimate extreme of full anxiety within our life that it consumes us, that it kind of restricts us from doing anything today because we're so concerned about tomorrow. That's what Jesus is saying here. You see, my friends, the problem is that worry becomes a kind of destructive anxiety that eats at our souls, depriving us of the peace and joy that really Jesus wants you to have in your life. But so many of us, while we all desire it, we all want to have peace and joy in our life, we never experience it in our life because we allow the anxiety in our hearts to consume us. And we miss out on what God wants to provide. 
Jesus' heart, as we've been talking about over the past few weeks, is to bring joy into your life, peace into your life. But the only way you'll ever experience that is through him. Not what you think you can control. Not the life that you're trying to, to achieve for yourself. It's through him. And Jesus is addressing here the kind of destructive anxiety that just robs us of our life today. And so many of us are living lives that have completely been robbed of joy and freedom and peace because of our anxiety of tomorrow. And the devil's winning. He's winning in our hearts and our minds because we can't eat, we can't sleep, we can't focus. We're completely consumed with our fears of what tomorrow may bring in our world around us or maybe within our own homes. And oftentimes these are things that we can't even control. And when we become so full of anxiety about what may happen in the future, we miss the opportunities that God gave us today. I mean, think about it. How many opportunities, as you look back in your life, have you missed each day because you've been so concerned about tomorrow? When God's saying, hey, Bill, right now, you're missing it. You're missing the people around you. You're missing the moment around you. You're missing the environment to connect with me or connect with others or whatever it may be. You're missing the moment. Why? Because you're so worried about tomorrow. I mean, what can you really add to your life? You're actually missing your life because of your anxiety of tomorrow. And Jesus is saying, do you trust me that I've got this? The apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 5 verses 15 through 16, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. Do you see what Paul is saying here? He's, he's highlighting something that we have to read between the lines to get. You see, every day of your life, every moment you're in, every environment that you walk into, every relationship that you experience in that moment is an opportunity that God's given to you. And Paul is saying, make the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. But what tends to happen is we get, we get so worried about tomorrow, about what tomorrow may bring for me or the world around me. Anxiety consumes me and I try to fix or control whatever that might be that I miss every moment I face today of what God's given to me. My friends, may we not miss the opportunity of the moment because anxiety consumes us about tomorrow. Think about it today. What relationships will you encounter? What environments will you walk into? Whether it's to experience God and his hope or to express his hope to somebody else. What is that? Every day God gives us an opportunity. Every moment is an opportunity. And we are so unable to make the most of, our, of those opportunities when we are living so consumed about the worries of tomorrow. And because we tend to become so full of anxiety, we become a people who live in fear. 
And I'm concerned that so many of us live in so much fear of tomorrow that we don't see the greatness of God right now. Do we trust him? Do we trust that God's got this? Do we trust that he will take care of us? Storms in life will come. Difficulties we will face. But don't miss the opportunities of the moment because God's got this and God's got you. See, through all this, Jesus recognized the impotence of worry. He asked that question, which we keep repeating, who of you can add a single hour or a single day to your life by worrying? How much can you add to your life by worrying? I mean, worrying accomplishes absolutely nothing. It doesn't. And Jesus even takes it a step further and says corrosive worry, worry that erodes our, our faith, is really just a thinly disguised sense of unbelief. Do you believe in God or not? Jesus is saying that faith and worry are complete opposites. They don't connect with each other at all. They don't complement each other in any way. And the question remains, do you believe in Jesus? Do you trust him? Trust is a very fragile thing, isn't it? Because trust takes a lifetime to build and it takes one small moment to destroy it. And so many of us are walking fragile lives because trust has been broken in some way. And it causes us to erode our ability to trust Jesus completely and fully. I mean, on your meter of trust, how would you say you trust him right now? Like a 10, like I trust him completely. I'll, I'll kind of go into the battle tomorrow if I need to. Or are you more like a one? I don't know if I really trust him. And start thinking through what are the things in your life that caused your trust to be broken? Because we all have moments in our life when trust is broken. Maybe it's relationships with other people. Maybe it's people who you really held on a pedestal of the Christian faith and we thought, boy, that person's awesome and then we see them fall. And they're like, God, where are you? What happened? Do you trust God? Do you trust him? And if the answer is yes, that's awesome. But if the answer is, Bill, I don't think I trust him. I don't trust him. Maybe because of the brokenness you have, maybe because of the life difficulties you face, maybe it's because of relationships that are broken in your life, whatever it may be. But I challenge you today to start to explore if you don't trust him, why? What happened in your life that caused you to distrust him? And if you need to talk to somebody about walking through that path of exploring those questions, we're here. Myself, the leadership of this church, we're available. We would love to sit down and talk to you and just hear you out. Why don't you trust Jesus? You know, what, why do you struggle in trusting him? Because we can't achieve a level of faith without a level of trust. And Jesus says, just trust me because I've got this and I've got you. You are so valuable that I will take care of everything that you need. 
See, worry involves just continually fretting and, and having anxiety that just constantly results in us thinking about the future problems. Our minds get so consumed about what tomorrow may bring, and it just develops this habit. And before you know it, we develop these bad habits of just overthinking about what may happen tomorrow. Have you been there? It's just like your mind just kind of plays on repeat. Oh no, this is gonna be the outcome. This is what the phone call is going to be like. This is, what this, per- this is how this person is going to respond. This is gonna, what the doctor is going to say. And our mind is just on constant repeat, constant repeat, constant repeat of what might happen. And it just beats us down, beats us down. And we've developed habits of anxiety, haven't we? But Jesus says to develop new habits in our life. In fact, the Apostle Paul puts it this way in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What Paul is highlighting here is the same thing Jesus is getting at in Matthew. We need to develop new habits in our hearts and our minds. Because if we surround ourselves with negativity and worries that just can fill us up with anxiety, and then our minds are just constantly on repeat mode of what might happen. And what Paul's saying here is we need to change the habits of our thoughts. Change the habits of our focus. Because if we don't, when our mind is just on repeat Worry just becomes a death grip of our hearts. And it's like, it's inescapable. And we need to develop a new habit. So what are the steps that Paul highlights in Philippians to escape the death, death grip of worry? The first is to pray. Bring your worries to God. What is it that consumes you? What are the anxieties of the heart? What are the fears in your mind that you don't tell anybody else, but they consume you every day? God says, bring them to me. Trust me that I will take care of you. Trust me that I've got this. God loves you so much. You are valuable. Just bring it to him. And then secondly, Paul says to pray with thanksgiving. Come to God like, God, I thank you for who you are. And you might be saying, Bill, I don't know if you got this, but I don't trust him. My life stinks and I'm full of anxiety and worry. I've got nothing to thank. So what in the world am I supposed to come with thanksgiving for? That's a valid question. But I bet if you just take a step back and you process things a little bit more and you count your blessings like we've talked about many times, jotting down the ways that God's been working, I bet if you're honest, you'll see how he's been working in your life. You'll see how he's been there. Thank him for who he is. The fact that you are completely valuable and loved. You are his creation. Give it a try. Thanksgiving changes our heart and changes our focus. And too many times, because we get so consumed with worry and anxiety, we get so self-focused that we're only satisfied if God or others come through in this way. And we struggle with having hearts of thanksgiving. Maybe it's time to look beyond ourselves and actually live lives of gratitude rather than lives of who are self-seeking. 
And that can help transform the focus of our hearts and our minds. And thirdly, Paul highlights in Philippians to turn your thoughts away from topics of anxiety to to a focus on Jesus and his peace. I think this is where we struggle the most. I mean, let's just be honest, guys. I mean, so many of us, no matter what news station you watch, we all get sucked into the gossip news, news channels of the day. And all they do is they focus on clickbait. You know what clickbait is? Whatever they can do to reel us in, to get our attention, so they can have their people watch their shows. And then before you know it, whatever news station you watch, you're so caught in the clickbait and the gossip of that news station that you're so full of concern and anxiety of tomorrow. And maybe you're not into that, but I bet you're sucked into the social media world as well. And the social media world works just the same. We get so focused and drawn in by the clickbait of the pictures of all the stuff that we see happening in all the world around us or the tragedies in the world around us or what's going on in the world around us that we get our minds so focused on this that we have trouble escaping it. And all we do is we completely turn our attention to all the problems that we feel we see in the world around us. And I'm not trying to downplay the problems of the world. There is a lot of problems in the world. But if all we do is constantly focus on all the topics that consume our heart's anxiety and just feed it and feed it and feed it, guess what? You're not going to break away from it, are you? It's like if I'm trying to become a healthier person, and I'm trying to get over whatever uh, physical ailments I might have, sometimes a doctor will say, Bill, you need to cut this out of your diet. Why? Because if all I do is consume that, my body will never get better. And the same is true with our heart and our mind. The more we just kind of allow ourselves to be so consumed by all the topics that feed into our anxiety, why in the world do you think we never break free from it? Maybe... We should take a step and say, you know what? Rather than spending so much of my time on social media and get my face off the screen or so much time on whatever news site I'm watching, maybe I should cut some of that out and just spend time with Jesus. Remove myself from the things that I know bring anxiety into my life and connect to the one who says he will free me from that anxiety. And the one who says, you know what? You can live your life constantly worried about tomorrow or you can trust me that I've got this. Do we trust him enough that he's got this? You know, rather than being so consumed with the anxious thoughts, Jesus says to seek God and seek his righteousness. Matthew Matthew 6, 33, Jesus says this, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. We all seek something in our life, don't we? We all seek something. And we seek something that we hope will take away our worries and our concerns and provide our needs. But Jesus is saying, guess what? God knows what you need. He's the source of life. He is the source of peace. He is the source of truth. He is the source of everything you're searching for within the void in your heart. Will you just trust him? Will you seek him instead of all the other things that you're trying to fulfill to fill that void in your heart? 
to take away your anxiety and your concern. You know, the language Jesus uses, uses here highlights a focus to devote serious effort to realize our objective in life, our desire or objective in life. We strive for it, we aim for it, we try to obtain it with everything that we've got. And Jesus is saying here, our primary ambition in life is to seek the kingdom of God and to seek his righteousness. I think we get so full of fear and anxiety and, anxi- and worry because we continually try to make the world the way we want it to be. And we seek to get the kingdom of our world back. When all throughout the New Testament, Jesus' heart is not to seek the kingdom of this world, but to seek the kingdom of God. Because hear me out, friends. In my life, what I found, the more I was like, I need to get my life back in order. I need to get my world in check. And the more I try to seek what I thought my life should be, and my world around me should be, the more I found I can't do this. The more anxiety just overwhelmed me. But the more I realized, you know what? This world's gonna come and go. But the world that lasts forever is the kingdom of God. You see, God promises that this world's gonna bring a lot of storms and it's gonna just continually erode away and move further and further away from God. I can expect that. But through it all, I should be seeking him. Seek his kingdom because his kingdom doesn't fall apart, doesn't go away. And he says to seek his righteousness, to be right before God. We've talked about that a lot in previous messages already. You know what this means? It means we need to pivot. We need to pivot. We need to have a pivot in our focus, a pivot in our heart, and a pivot in our motivations. My friends, to seek him is to pivot our focus from the kingdom of my world and our world to the kingdom of God. We get so focused and so consumed and worried about the world around us that what it tends to do is neglect our ability to pursue Jesus himself. Are you pursuing him? When you're overwhelmed with anxiety and fear, who do you pursue? Or what do you pursue? Where do you search for your answers? I'm challenging you to pursue his kingdom, to pursue his righteousness, which means to be right before him. Make this what consumes your heart Because as Jesus said, we do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about self. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Is your world full of anxiety and worry? Maybe give Jesus a chance. Because you are valuable. You are loved. You matter to him. And you better believe he's got this and he's got you. Do you trust him enough in that? 
Do you trust him enough in that? So today when you go home and you want to fall prey to the clickbait on TV or on your social media accounts, why don't you give it a try and just put that down. Turn off the TV and spend time with him. Try that out and see what God does in your life. That he is the one who will take away your worry and your anxiety. He is the one that will provide peace and joy. You see, our focus is so much affected by what we tend to surround ourselves with. So why don't you try surrounding yourself more with Jesus and his word and his truth rather than all the voices that are in this world. Because I don't know about you, but the more I just listen to all the voices, the more I just get worried about tomorrow. But the more I just shut them up and turn them off and hang out with him, the more I find strength, even in the middle of the storm. Why? Because I begin to see God's got this and God's got me, no matter what I have to walk through. You know, who we surround ourselves with matters. That's also why here at Impact, we believe growth groups are so important. You know, we need to be in a community of people that will support us, love us, and walk with us through whatever storms we face. We're all in this pursuit of Jesus together. We're all trying to make this journey together. And so if you're not a part of a growth group, we wanna really encourage you to today begin to think about, as we get into this fall season, what group can I be a part of? There's a table right in the back of the auditorium and someone will be there at the end of the service and there's booklets there you can take just to see all the different groups that we have. Or if you're online, you can reach out to the host or dropping something right now that you can connect with potential growth groups. But you know what? We need each other. We need to be focused on who we surround ourselves with. Why? So we can be encouraged to walk with him more. We can experience him more in our life. Will you take that challenge? Will you take that step? Stop allowing yourself to be so consumed by the world that only brings worry and anxiety. And seek him. Pursue him. Surround yourself with others who will love you and walk with you. And may you experience the peace and the joy that only he provides. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you because you are the one who gives peace and joy and life. And Lord, this is a subject that's so easy to talk about and so easy to say, oh yeah, let's just not worry anymore. Let's not have anxiety anymore. Let's just trust you. I know it's easier said than done. But Father God, I just pray for the people that's sitting here right now or watching online that's in that boat that either says, Bill, I just don't trust Jesus. Lord, I just pray that maybe they may honestly seek you in that question or come talk to one of us and that through that journey that we may together see the brokenness that others may bring into our life and rebuild our ability to trust you. And Lord, I pray for those of us who just are so drowned out by, from you because of all the stuff we allow into our hearts and our thoughts and our minds. Lord, we spend so much time on TV or social media that our lives just get so full of anxiety and worry about the world around us, 
or about trying to be the people that we think we should be. Lord God, I just pray for those of us that, that wrestle with that, that maybe today we can start just trying to take the step to turn off all those voices, whether it's on TV or on our social media accounts. And may we just come into your presence and just experience you. Father, because it's in your presence where we find your peace and your joy and your life. It's in your presence where we realize that you've got this and you've got us. We thank you, Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen.